This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got the honor and the privilege to interview Brent and Kyle Pease, two brothers. How are you guys doing? Doing great, doing great. Doing well. Thanks for having us. Good. Well, we're excited to have you, man. It's uh, you guys. We just were talking before we hit record here. Everybody's uh, surviving the coronavirus and quarantine at home. And uh, I know I was talking to Kyle. He's going to be out of work for basically about what two months, Kyle? Yeah, I get about about two months. He works at a local hospital there in Atlanta. And and Brent, what about you? How you holding up? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. My you saw my home office has been converted to a dollhouse and. <laughs> Um, and, and kids play room and, you know, I'm used to being at home by myself. I got, I got some extra roommates starting yeah. right now. More roommates, more coworkers, all sorts right. of stuff. Homeschooling. More coworkers. More That's coworkers. Right. Yeah. That's right. You're brushing up on any new math skills or anything like that, that you uh, maybe had to look at Google on or anything? <laughs> you know, our kids are young, so I haven't had to relearn anything right now. It's just trying to keep our sanity without, uh, using TV to as too big a crutch. That's so. right. Yep. Yep. So no Fortnite in your world right now. No, no, we're not fighting any of those battles. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, Brent, why don't you give us a little lay of the land? Maybe the, the listeners at home that uh, may have not heard of Brent and Kyle Pease and, and what you guys are about and what you stand for. We'll obviously talk about your foundation, talk about your book. Uh, but you guys have got a heck of a story, man. I'd love for you guys to give us a little, you know, kind of the backstory first, uh, and, and what made you to the men you are today. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, certainly um, the whole backstory includes our parents and just the way that they, you know, raised us and that, you know, they never looked at Kyle as somebody having a disability and they, they just simply looked at it that he was going to be raised just like his other two brothers. And, and so that meant everything. So we did sports and we climbed up Stone Mountain and climbed up Bridal Falls and Yosemite and everything that we did, skiing, baseball, basketball, Kyle did too. Um, we certainly had to kind of modify things. And, and as we got older um, and replaced sports with wings and beer, um, I actually got pretty out of shape myself, which, you know, it, at, in about 2007, 2008, I really just wanted to kind of turn my life around and just get moving personally. And that started just a personal fitness journey um, that culminated with an Ironman competition in 2010 that Kyle witnessed and, and watched and and that really opened up this whole world of endurance sports to us because yeah. you know Kyle saw in that competition the same type of lessons that my parents taught us about never giving up and about always including each other and, and always working together and and that really is what kicked it off and so Kyle sat down afterwards and the the famous question as we share as many times as people will listen he said can people in wheelchairs do Ironman and that, you know, sparked a spark something in both of us that nine years later, we've, you know, competed in all sorts of endurance events from 5k to Ironman to 
ultra marathons and anything we can get our, our eyes and hands and feet on. Um, and Kyle uh, is, has cerebral palsy with spastic quadriplegia. So I, we, we oversimplify it sometimes and say that I serve as the legs and Kyle serves as the spirit of our team. But I think as we kind of get into this today, I think you'll find that um, what we've found in our family, which is that Kyle is an incredible athlete. Um, with an unbelievable, you know, determination and grit and indomitable spirit that um, is pretty hard to match, and yes. um, it's uh, it's it's special. So that's you know that's really kind of the quick skinny on how this all came to be. But you know, lifelong sports fans, are, you know, we should have known better that we would somehow end up uh, in a sports world of some sort. Right. So. And God forbid you just kind of you know, half-ass it, right? You got to go all in and do an Ironman. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's you know, yes, and and but the other interesting thing too that we found is that the longer the the longer races challenge Kyle physically too. And so if you remember that first, I mean, the first 10k I did when I got back in shape, I was so sore the next day, and I couldn't wait to feel like that again. Yeah, and I wanted to go out and challenge myself and push myself. And, you know, some, sometimes some of those shorter races aren't as challenging for Kyle physically. And he kind of craves that, that, that response, that physiological response from his sure. body telling his mind that he's sore and he's tired. Um, and I love seeing it. Uh, there's certainly been races where I wake up and I'm ready to go again. And Kyle's like, I just got hit by a Mack truck. I need a couple of weeks before I can even think about doing another one of these. So Kyle, for you, what was it like? You, you obviously see your brother do that. And then all of a sudden you decide that's something you want to take on. I mean, I'm assuming there's, like you said, you even had to ask the question. So probably not a lot of people in a wheelchair doing the Ironmans. What was it about that that said, you know what, let's go for it. I want to do this. Uh, yeah, I think I'm uh, making it that we were lifelong sports fans. Uh, we talked about it for a few moments before you hit record. Um, and so I grew up, you know, watching the Braves and and watching all the Falcons, the Roots, all those games in the 90s. And um, saw some winners. Yeah, saw a couple winners, but not not many. <laughs> um, um, and then you know, my my parents would take us, take me to watch my brothers play their different sporting events. So I was always on the field or, you know, watching the game. But one thing about it was I was always on the other side of the fence. Mm. So I would pretend like I was a TV commentator for ESPN or, or a player. And um, there wasn't a level play field. And although my mom created a baseball, a disabled baseball league and um, I got to be a part of that. It, it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't until we discovered indoor sports that I was on the same playing field as Brett was. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, just to see um, what Brett did, did that day in Louisville in 2010, um, it reminded me a lot of my life and the struggles that I fight every day with my with my cerebral palsy and and having to be um dependent on others to take care of me for you know the simplest of um the simplest things um so it just it is what it is and i found this um i'm in and enjoy sports with bread that 
really helped me to become the athlete and the man I am today. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And so, I mean, I got to thank Brent for you. Um, your, your guys' parents, I mean, certainly gave you all a mindset. You, your other brother, um, you know, I mean, gosh, I, I just, you know, I guess the way I would look at it, I interviewed a guy named Nick uh, Santanasto the other day. He, had, he has no legs. He has one arm with one finger. And, and he contributed a lot to his parents as well, right? Is I got to think that mindset that we're just going to treat Kyle the same as everybody else, that had to pay huge dividends for you long term, did it not? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, I, I think kind of thinking about the personal fitness journey that I went on, um, you know, I think I'd kind of lost touch with that a little bit. And so, you know, starting to hear those lessons and it's just maturing, it's just growing up, but you start to kind of remember those lessons as you're becoming an adult and, and acting like an adult, maybe I should say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and we hear those lessons when we're, when we're out there racing, you know, when we're out there together um, because doing what we do is a mental slog and it, and it, you know, Iron Man is death by a thousand cuts. It's not just this, that pain you feel the next day isn't because you did one thing. It's because you did 140.6 things. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, those, the, our parents were, it's, it's incredible. And um, I certainly appreciate it more now as a parent, you know, realizing how hard they worked um, to give us all these opportunities and to make Kyle believe that um, his disability was, it, it wasn't a disability. It was an ability for him to use and to share and to show people um, what is truly possible. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So I can't imagine, I've done a few triathlons in my day, the sprints and the Olympics, but never anything like you guys are doing. And then to do it together, I mean, what's the emotional feeling of that? When you, when you look down, I think if I saw you're on the bike, he's in front of you, is that correct? Mm -hmm. So yeah. when Kyle, you know, you, you know your, who's the big brother here? Right. So you're number one. Is Kyle number two? Kyle is number three. I have a I have a twin brother, Evan, um, who lives in New York. So, okay, so you're uh, you're the baby of the family. I'm the baby yes. <laughs> by two minutes. By two minutes. So Brent, but how's that when you look and you know you've got your brother in front of you and you know what you guys are doing? But by the way, we joke that that's the last time that Evans ever beat Kyle in a race. But um, <laughs> uh, it. Yeah. I mean, look, it's funny. I mean, we, cause we actually talked about this on Wednesday night, um, just with some supporters, we kind of did an open call to some of our supporters and we're telling some stories and sometimes those emotions are very brotherly and there's, there's, I look at him and I want to go, you come push the pedals. And he looks back at me and <laughs> says, you imagine sitting in this chair, not being able to push the pedals. Right. You know, so there's every now and again, that emotional response is exactly what, you know, it's, right. it's why well, it's my why boys you, are doing upstairs, right? <laughs> exactly. So, but I mean, look, most times, you know, the, the, the way that I describe it to people, you know, when you're really struggling and you're just, you know, you know, the feeling, you just want help. You don't know what it is that you need help with, but you just want help. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that help is just somebody putting their arm on your shoulder or, you know, giving you a pat on the back or just telling you you're doing okay. And so I always picture that. And so when I'm really struggling, I always picture Kyle getting out of the chair and putting his hand on my back and just helping push me and almost kind of whispering, you can keep going. And a lot of times I'll wake up from that vision and there he is screaming at me, <laughs> keep going. The whispers have gotten louder. The whispers have gotten louder, but um, it's incredibly uplifting. And, and the most uplifting part is to be able to look at him and see how determined and dedicated he is to his athleticism 
And that is what shines through now yeah. is looking at this world-class athlete doing things that not many people can do. Yeah. So Kyle, for, were you going to say something there, Kyle? No. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, um, when we first got started, um, I thought we were going to be like one and done because like Brett said, it takes a lot. It takes a lot out of me. Um, even though I'm not doing the physical activities, um, it just takes a whole, whole lot of energy for me to get through a 15 to 17 hour day. And, um, but once I, once I, you know, did a KK, I wanted more and I did my first spray triathlon and then we worked our way to a half Ironman and, and now we've done four Ironmans together. It could be the world championships in uh, Kona, Hawaii. That's amazing. And that's like, if you're a golfer, that's the masters of, of the Ironman, right? Absolutely. How, how and I go back and forth. He says Super Bowl. I say Masters. Super Bowl. Okay. Well, we'll say it's either, right? It's the Super Bowl or the Masters, whatever your favorite sport is. Yeah. I'm a golfer, yeah. Kyle, so I'm going to go with the Masters, which oh, is going to yeah. be two Masters. Can you believe that? One in November and one in April. I mean, a matter of uh, basically six months, we're going to have two Masters champions. I like it. I like Crazy. that. Seven, yeah. I think seven total PG or uh, seven uh, majors in a matter of twelve months. So, anyway, sorry, Kyle, we digress into the golf world here. Uh, talk to us about what it is for you to either you know be able to see behind you, but no big brothers there. I watched one of your videos and I saw him kind of give a knock to your helmet, and and that kind of gave me chills to think of. I just think about my boys and just working together as a team. And what's what's that mean to you? Um, I, I think uh, it means the world to me. It, you know, Brett has has really helped me not only to become the best athlete that I could be, but a better man. And I, um, so every time that we go out there, whether it's practicing or orthopedic, um, I don't take it lightly. I don't take it for granted because um, we're out there to show the world that that we belong and that anything is possible. And you really have to put all your effort into one another through our determination and our tenacity and our love for one another. And that's what really comes out always day is how much uh, we respect each other and how much we're there for one another and ultimately getting to the finish line. Yeah. So Brent, uh, I know Kyle lives with your guys' mom. And so talk to us about that first time mom saw you guys cross the finish line together. What were those emotions like? Well, it's probably more important to say what were mom's emotions when we went off in the water for the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, when we um, first started this, you know, we had really never taken Kyle, not, I mean, we had taken him in the ocean, but, you know, somebody was kind of with him, even if he was in a boat, you know, I was, I, to swim, I tie the boat, uh, we put Kyle in an inflatable kayak and we tie it to my waist with a rope and a, and a belt. So once my head goes in the water, I really can't see him. And so we took him to a lake and we flipped the boat. So we kind of knew what's, what's the worst case scenario here? What's our emergency plan? And we figured we had 20, maybe uh. 30 seconds before we were in trouble. And that first triathlon we did was an ocean swim. It was in um, St. Petersburg, Florida. So, you know, protected little golf, but it was still the ocean. So she was more emotional when we started the race than at the finish. But, you know, I, without putting the words directly in her mouth, I think what she would tell you is watching us finish brings those emotions as a parent that she always knew that Kyle 
was going to do something special and she just didn't know what it was. And so, um, to watch him do that and to see one of her other sons, um, be a part of that experience. Um, I think any parent would tell you they would love nothing more and, and we're both happy doing it. I mean, we just, we love being out there and, um, be, being athletes, doing the same thing. It's yeah. watching the Braves. It's watching the Masters together. It's, yeah. it's, it's all those emotions all the time. Yeah, and, I think. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, we just got to say our dad is very involved. He, he hasn't missed um, a major race. Um, Cause we we've done New York Marathon a couple times and obviously wow. Kona and every. Every half Ironman, every Ironman did situate, he's there, and um, he's also one of our biggest fans as well. So what, uh, Brent, for you right now, what's, what's your purpose behind all this? Obviously, you could say, well, I just want to get in better health and not eat as many wings and drink as many beers, but this is obviously way beyond I want to get in better shape now. So what, what's that mission? What's that purpose? It started as just, it started as just that, and, then, and it was just a personal mission of, of getting back in shape. And then I got, you know, kind of hooked on the endurance bug. Um, but now it's so much more than that. And it's being able to give that experience to my brother because, you know, we all react to adversity or tragedy, um, differently. And my reaction to first realizing I had a disabled brother was just heartache. It was being upset and not knowing what I could do. And a lot of times my reaction to that was to try and take care of Kyle in some way, whether I was trying to help my parents or just do it because I thought so. And I, I mean, I remember birthday parties where everybody would go sprinting outside and Kyle was just sitting in his wheelchair waiting for somebody to bring him out. Mm. And, you know, those kind of things stuck with me. And so as, as this personal journey turned into our journey, it became about that, about sharing those experiences and letting Kyle see the world through a different lens and, and let him see what he was possible in it. But it continued to grow because after that first race, Kyle said, I want other people to experience this. And, you know, that's incredible. And so, you know, we started this, the Kyle Peace Foundation to share that experience. And as it grew, I grew with it. You know, I wouldn't have told you, if you had asked me 10 years ago where I saw myself, I wouldn't have told you here. Right. Um, I, I, five years later, maybe, but, um, it just grew into this mission to let others experience what is possible, let others see what is possible and let them enjoy something that they never thought they could do. And so the, the mission continues to evolve for me personally. Um, and I still get joy from watching them. I get joy from pushing Kyle and I get joy to sometimes stand on the sideline and just cheer and watch. And so the Kyle Peace Foundation, talk about that for a minute. I know you're the executive director of that. And, uh, and who are you trying to help? What, what can people do to, to help your organization? Um, tell us more about that. Well, like any good big brother, Kyle had this beautiful idea to, to serve and to help others. And so I just took it from him and, and started running it myself. Right. Um, no, I, it, you know, it, um, the mission is to improve the lives of people with disabilities through sports. And so we, you know, we grew up just like we said in this sports house. And so we just wanted to share that. We, like Kyle talked about, he always sat on the wrong side of the fence. And, and so we just wanted other people to tap into what we did of, of feeling like an athlete. You know, you ask any of them and experiencing it. So, you know, our, we are driven to, to improve their lives by utilizing sports. Um, we've served over um, almost 150 families um, last wow. year. 125 different families crossed finish lines with us. Um, 
so it's it just it's it's continued to grow. Um, awareness is always for for any nonprofit, especially one like ours, is a huge piece. So being able to sit here and share with you goes such a long way. Um, you can buy everything from books to visors. Of course, we have golf visors on our website um, to making charitable donations. And and when the when the economy and the social events are open back up, you know we have wonderful ways to serve others and to share and be their legs or be their, their heart and their spirit. And, um, we've got over 700 volunteers, uh, each year that come through and, and do various tasks with us. And as Kyle will tell you, sometimes it doesn't mean you have to be able to push a wheelchair, but it does mean you have to know how to just be a caring human being and, and share that with somebody else. So, um, it continues to evolve and it, it's, it's something we're both really proud of again, you know, nine years ago, when this all started, I don't think either of us envisioned that it would become the movement that it is today. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to both of you. What's the website? Where can our listeners find more about that? www.kylepsfoundation.org. Hey, kylepsfoundation.org. Yes. So uh, if you're listening and you want to help them out, man, these guys obviously got a great story. So Kyle, this question is for you. Forget the physical side for a moment. If we're going to have a challenge and we got to find out who's the most mentally toughest of you brothers, who wins? Uh, uh, that's a tough question. Oh, don't be humble. Uh, don't, don't be, be uh, now is not a time uh, to be humble, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think, I think it will be me. Uh, <laughs> Good yeah. answer. That's I what think, I was hoping yeah, you'd say. Um, yes. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very stubborn. I like to do things on my own. So, um, I think, that um, my willingness and my drive to to lead a positive lifestyle despite some of my challenges um, have really um, set me apart from um, from the everyday person. Yep. Um, and that doesn't mean that we all have challenges, but um, it's up to us to face those challenges head on. And, you know, I say this all the time, the only person that is stopping you from achieving your goals and your dreams is you. Amen. It was it was you remove yourself to the sky of the limit. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so, I mean, the only thing stopping you from your goals is you, right? And I think that's so true. And I think right now with all of us being quarantined at home, I think we can we can look at this and be a victor or we can look at this and be a victim, right? None of us like it. We, of course we want to be home. We want people to be healthy. People's businesses are shutting down. Charities are hurting because of this. Iron Man's aren't happening because of this, but don't you believe that your mindset is what's going to help you come out stronger on the back end of this Brent? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, the, the conversation I actually just had today was, you know, it's not, you know, it's not looking at these things as, as dire straits and it's not looking at them to just go, everything's going to be all right. It's going to be opened up in a month. It's, it's putting your mind to something that you know is going to be there to say there will be a finish line for me and Kyle. And that's what I picture. I don't tell you that the finish line is going to happen tomorrow. I just know that those images um, will pull us through and, and knowing that every day you've got to keep moving forward is, is what we all have to do right now. Yeah, it's like being in, a, uh, being in your Ironman, right? It's the, the finish line's not one mile away. It, it could be 10 miles away. It could be 100 miles away, right? Just like this, right? Yeah. And, and so I think it's how we respond. And I think if you go back, and my wife and I were just talking about this 20 minutes ago, or I guess 20 minutes before this started, was just how it's made our lives slow down as a family. 
right? Mm -hmm. Clearly I want the coronavirus gone. I want businesses back open. I want people healthy. So I put that disclaimer out there, but, but it's also been able to recalibrate the family life, right? Dinners at home. I'm not running to 900 sporting events and it's spending more time playing Monopoly and or as my kindergartner says, Monopoly. And, you know, it's, and so it's, I don't know, man. I think it's just so important to those things. And I think for Kyle that, you know, Kyle has to deal with something that Brent, you and I don't have to deal with every day, right? right. The struggles you have. But I think Kyle, it's your mindset that you have every day to just persevere and battle through that. So my question for you, Kyle, is when you hear the word perseverance, how, how do you define that? Oh, I love perseverance. That's one of my favorite words. And I, uh, I think it gets your will to, to go forward every day, despite your challenges that you have to Put, put your very best out there. And I think that, like you said, this time, this time can give people anxiety. You know, nobody likes to sit in the house, including me. And I think that, you know, instead of looking at this as, oh, well, wow, this could go on for months to, you know, next year, which is a possibility, but let's break it down and enjoy the moment that we're in right now, enjoy, enjoy each other, enjoy um, the last race that Brent and I did together. Just enjoy each other's company and it persevere through the through the difficult times. Yeah. So Brent, talk to us about this book. Uh, it's called Beyond the Finish. I'm assuming you can get it probably on your website or at a bookstore or something like that. But tell us about the book. What, why'd you do it? Uh, what's, what's the goal for the book? Um, it, it raises money and awareness for the foundation. So all those things that we talked about. And Kyle wrote a children's book in 2014 and had a lot of fun with the project. And we started talking about it the next year and said, we need to do a big boy book. That's what we called it. <laughs> and so we actually, once we started learning, we had somebody help us put the whole thing together. And once we started learning more about the process of writing a book, we said, we need to start on this now. Um, and whenever Kona does happen and, and it will, then we'll be ready to write the final chapter. So mm. we, we worked on it for two years, um, just with an aim to, to share the story, to provide some, um, uplifting, you know, feel good, um, sentiments with everybody, but also to raise more awareness and, and funds, yeah. um, for our foundation. So Brent, and talk to us about, I'm sorry, Kyle, go ahead. Yeah. What, what another cool, cool part, cool part of putting this together was we got everybody involved in our family. So my mom had the character, my dad had one, Evan had one, Brett's wife has one. And, you know, so you, the, the curtain is really pulled back on, on everything from behind the scenes to, to race days. Um, activity. So it, it, it was a collaboration on the whole family. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause it's a family commitment, isn't it? I mean, it's not just one person or two people in your guys's case that makes it happen. So right. uh, that, that's a, it's a big deal. So uh, Brent, talk to us, man. I mean, it's, it's hard enough if I just said, Hey, I'm going to go out and do an Ironman. Uh, I would say you're actually going out and doing an Ironman and, and you're swimming just so everybody can see the picture that they haven't seen the videos. So the swimming part, you said you tie something around your waist, you got a boat behind you. So you're swimming mm -hmm. and you're pulling somebody for yep. two and a half miles, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? 2.4. 2.4. We'll round up 2.5. <laughs> so 2.4 miles. So, I mean, just talk to us, man, about the training, the mindset, the pain. I mean, because you're doing all this for two people physically. 
So, uh, you know, when we're training for an Ironman, I'm putting in at least 20 to 25 hours a week. I think I peaked for Kona at 28 hours in one week. And so you think about, you know, shuttling kids back and forth to sporting events and school and daycare and yeah. work and everything else. You're, you're trying to fit all that in. And so it's a lot of early mornings. It's a lot of questioning yourself and looking at the alarm clock and saying, you not want to keep going. And it's, um, you know, the, the, the Ironman race is won and, and finished before race day. Right. Because it's those, it's, I mean, that's the mindset. It's the incremental every single day. I've got to do a little something, you know, maybe once every three months I would get a day off. So every single day I'm putting in some work and, and even 10, 12 weeks out from a race, we get Kyle involved as well to start stretching his body. So those were always the hardest, but also the, the best times in training. Cause I'd be putting in 10 hours with Kyle, but that was 10 extra hours of conversation. I mean, I mean, at a time when, you know, a lot of families are going different directions, they're moving, right. their lives are taking them different places. Kyle and I's lives continue to converge. And, um, so it, it's a lot of challenges. It's a lot of early mornings. It's, um, trying to be patient with, with, with your wife and kids and understand all the things that they're doing for you. And, um, to make, still try to find to make time right. for them, which isn't easy. Somebody described it to me really well. They said, you know, training for an endurance event is like pushing a balloon. You know, it's going to pop. You just don't know where and when. It's a very, very good point. I'm just yeah. picturing the, uh, the popping of the balloon. That's exactly <laughs> right. I'm just, and I'm even thinking too, the days you don't want to do it. I mean, what, I guess it is the mission and the purpose, right? Of, of yeah. what really gets you out of bed and gets you to go do it. Right. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it is. And, um, I've got a coach that, that pushes me and I've got Kyle that, um, can check on his phone to see what I've been doing. And you know, that it, it certainly accountability Kyle is a very big thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it helps. It, it, it's part of it. I think, you know, the, the it, swimming has always been the hardest for me to start, even as somebody who grew up. So that's the best way for me to describe it to your listeners is I'll stand on the edge of the pool for 10 minutes, staring at the water, knowing that I have to swim for an hour. But once I jump in and I swim that first lap, I start to settle in and I start to feel good. And then all of a sudden I'm in this trance and I'm just, I'm in the zone, if you will. Yeah. And I'm swimming and then an hour's done and I feel incredible. So, you know, usually it's those things that you don't want to do that you're really struggling with that give you the most reward. And so the training a lot of times was that, and, and in this day and age, in this digital world, and you talk about being able to kind of hit pause right now or hit reset, you know, being able to jump in the pool and, and, put my phone away for an hour, being able to go for a run yeah. for two hours and not have to worry. It's still there when I get back, all the text messages and social media and emails. But, yeah. you know, it's that first step. It's always the hardest um, to get going. But that's the one I always really focus on first. So, Kyle, if you got somebody at home right now that's maybe struggling with this whole staying at home thing or they're just, you know, struggling because they're not making any money, their, their job's in jeopardy, you know, what message do you have for them for long-term? How to, how to rebound, how to maybe do a mind shift? What, what can you tell them? Get up, hold your head up, and uh, uh, like I mentioned, focus on the moment and focus on putting one foot on one wheel in front of the other. And uh, just, that's, all, that's all we can do. We can hold our head up high and um, just focus on, on what's in front of us. Can't worry about what's behind us already. I just focus on the second of making it the best second that you can. So that's what I focus on. I think that's great advice because I think so many of us. I think we, if we're if we're here, right, and we want to go from here to here, we want it to happen immediately. 
I think what you said, Kyle, it's just, it's just take that one step at a time, right? It's not, you're not yeah. going to go from A to Z. You got to go A, B, C, yeah. Yeah. Z, yeah. right? So uh, where do our listeners find more of Brent and Kyle? I know you talked about the foundation website, but you mentioned social media, Brent, where are you, uh, you guys all over there? Yeah. So, you know, everything's right on the website. So kylepfoundation.org, you can link to all our social media, which is walking with KPZ or walking with KP. Um, lots of, lots of wonderful images with what we do. Um, some incredible stories of human spirit live all over our social media. So Kyle, do you know, I don't even know if there is a brother of the year award, man, but have you, have you nominated, uh, Brent for brother of the year? Um, in my heart, I have. Uh, <laughs> in my heart, I have. That's yeah, right. Yes. That's right, man. Yes. It's, I think a lot of brothers would probably not do what Brent is doing. So uh, uh, it's amazing, yeah. man, your guys' story. And I think just the, the dedication, the, the perseverance, battling through pain, inspiring so many peoples. I mean, your, your foundation, it's just, it's incredible. So Thank I you. really enjoy you guys being with me today. Any, any final words, maybe, Kyle, anything you want to say or Brent? Get done. Yes, live your best life and um, always, always live your life um, better than you saw it. So, um, get make a difference in your own life and in, in your own community. I love it, Brent. How about you? Kind of hard to top that, but I'll at least yeah. I'll at least add to to jump in with both feet always. Always jump in with both feet. I love it. Well, gentlemen, I uh, really enjoy having you guys on the Circuit of Success. I mean, an unbelievable story. And uh, we will certainly put everything in the show notes and send as many people your way as we can and uh, go out and get this great book. Check out their videos, man. Just, just type in Brent and Kyle Pease on Google. Some really, really, really inspiring stories right now that I think in a difficult time that we're in, you need a little, a little pick me up or whatever it may be. Go out there, watch those. I guarantee you'll be inspired and, and hopefully it'll catapult you or be a catalyst for you to go out and do great things for great people. So I have no doubt you guys are going to be wildly successful as we continue to open up our, uh, our states and our cities and our, uh, you know, our government. So uh, thanks for being with me today, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.